For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson. And stop me if you've heard this one. A match is struck, a fuse is lit, and the earth bursts into flames. As a voiceover says, the world is getting warmer, drinking water may be rationed. And then amid scenes of urban chaos, we must act now by lobbying politicians and sending money. Only to have a kangaroo appear on screen, crack a cool Foster's ice, and say relax. Now it's actually quite an old ad, and frankly most corporations are now too scared of climate alarmism to make one like it. But the alarmism itself, in addition to getting scarier, is also getting so silly that, that I think we need more of those ads. When you've seen those videos or you've read the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, whose famous doomsday clock has told us we were on the brink since 1953 to, due to something atomic or something else, well, they now say parts of the American Midwest and Louisiana will become virtually uninhabitable in 20 to 40 years, which apparently is news to all those clods building and buying luxury homes in New Orleans, which is surely a target for the hurricanes as well as heat waves you should expect if you believe this guff. Which the BAS article is certainly full of, including, quote, America's west is facing massive wildfires, its coasts are being inundated by sea level rise, its desert cities and farms are stressed by ever-increasing demands for air conditioning and water, the southeast faces increased hurricane risks. The heartland is seeing extremes of both heat and precipitation. In relatively cool places like Alaska and northern Minnesota, temperatures are rising even faster than elsewhere, melting the tundra and turning forests into savannas. Then the piece mocks the rich, saying, oh, sure, they've got their private islands, their private schools, and their good health care, but they cannot purchase their own atmosphere or their own ocean. And then it goes after all those other chumps as well, saying, quote, because many Americans do not yet recognize climate change as an emergency, some are still migrating into harm's way. America's coastlines and desert cities continue to swell with new arrivals and new housing developments." End quote. Yeah, it's almost exactly as though buyers, including Barack Obama, along with real estate agents and investors, don't believe the hype. And one reason they shouldn't is that the BAS is of course relying on good old RCP 8.5 to generate this absurd scenario in which needing air conditioning in Louisiana for 18 days a year is the coming apocalypse. On that basis, we should probably credit the European Commission for at least finding a different mistake on which to base its ludicrous prediction that beaches were going fast and would go faster. Actually, they found several mistakes, including the same old, same old of bad computer models and of the assumption that people just won't respond sensibly to a problem. Also, they overlooked that according to science, get ready for this, beaches are sandy strips at the edge of the ocean. So, when the water comes up, it washes sand from the low edge to the high edge. Exactly. If you've been wondering, that's why over thousands of years of changing sea levels, the beach is always next to the sea. It doesn't go one way in the ocean the other. It's just sitting there waiting for a kangaroo to crack a cold one. Unless people do something dumb like build a seawall behind the beach, which the EC apparently thought Australia was going to do with most of its 7,000 plus miles of beaches resting on empty outback. If you want more of this kind of thing without having to look at my face, click here and sign up for the newsletter. Oh, speaking of money, of which I am even if you weren't, the Washington Post, which he owns, says Jeff Bezos of Amazon has just given $791 million to climate activists with $9 billion to follow, which isn't jump change even to him, let alone us. But as lavishly funded deniers, I'm afraid we're still passing the hat for those $5 monthly pledges because we're not the activists he was looking for. Even though we're not actually invisible, though Bill McKibben just claimed that, quote, classic climate denial, end quote, was a dead letter, quote, outside of the Trump administration and the right wing of the Republican Party, end quote. So I guess we must be new denial or something. 
but I know what we're not, and that's rich. In fact, the Post story quoted the head of the Rocky Mountain Institute, who said, quote, climate change is the biggest crisis facing humanity, but despite lots of great work, has been an underfunded area of philanthropy, end quote. Well, thank goodness that's over. His outfit just pocketed $10 million from Bezos to add to its $55 million budget, which comes from a bunch of government agencies as well as other donors, and supports 260 staff members. Boy, that must be rough. Now, Bezos is a private individual. He's free to earn money, and he's free to give it away. But for goodness sake, stop playing the alarmist David facing the denier Goliath, which is huge, sinister, and rich. Because if that's the kind of mess you make of economics and accounting, there's no telling what you'll do with science. Oh wait, there is. For instance, an alert reader of our newsletter sent us a story about how Greenpeace got into trouble back in 2008 for a book showing Spain going under due to climate change, that famous inundation of the coasts, including the resort of La Manga, which turned around and sued them, saying the alarm they deliberately caused was harming property values. Of course, you know the sea did not submerge La Manga. Unfortunately, what happened instead is that El Mer Minor, where the resort is located, became horribly polluted, and we don't mean with carbon. It seems that when the authorities devote their scarce time and money and somewhat dubious talents to fighting an imaginary problem, they often neglect a real one. Oh, and here's another example of what these lavishly funded alarmists will do. You remember the UN's deeply flawed report on the supposed increase in climate-related disasters based on an elementary statistical error, the report they refused to attract? Well, the Red Cross doesn't just remember it, they liked it so much, they issued their own report making exactly the same mistake. And honestly, it can be hard in the face of such things to continue to insist that these people are genuinely mistaken rather than deliberately lying. But consider this, if they were lying, they'd do a better job of it, right? Less obvious, more cunning. To say so is not to excuse zealotry. It's to warn alarmists that if they don't want to look silly, in the name of constructive debate or just to avoid having people baffled whether you're a rogue or a fool, they should stop doing that sort of thing. And while they're at it, stop accusing us of being part of some denialist conspiracy motivated by a lust for money while they're at it. And speaking of non-conspiracies, as you know, the Great Reset is the big thing nowadays for those who think we could finally make capitalism work after two and a half centuries of brilliant success that they think was failure. But as the experts who say just let slip, if Joe Biden's whole ambitious climate plan is implemented, part of the Great Reset, it's probably going to reduce global temperatures by about 0.1 of a degree in 2100. Yay! We're going to destroy the economy for an amount of cooling smaller than a measurement error eight decades away? It hardly seems worth doing, let alone plotting to do. Besides, it requires China to go along, which isn't happening. You know, even small bits of the Great Reset, like Britain's alternative energy strategy, are disintegrating, proving that humans lack the capacity to carry out even the bad ideas they admit to, let alone the sinister schemes they are allegedly harboring in secret. What you see is what you get, folks, including a fiscal smash-up and a busted windmill. Now, if you see our newsletter, you also get a warmer Arctic, thousands of years ago. And now it turns out a similar pattern in the American Southwest and the tropical Pacific. Unprecedented warming today? Don't you believe it, because the science says otherwise. As it also says that if you want to grow wheat in space, which we realize is a bit of a boutique aspiration, then, CO2 science notes, a new Chinese study says wheat exposed to four different higher concentrations of CO2 than you find on Earth over a period of months in the Lunar Palace 1 spaceship back in 2014 liked the extra carbon pollution, while the three volunteers monitoring the experiment for 105 days took no harm from it. 
and also from that source, I mean CO2 science, not the Lunar Palace, it seems that happy corn raised with lots of CO2 has happy corn offspring that like it too. Almost as though plant food was good for plants, science says. So, if you like these videos in the newsletter, please subscribe if you haven't already, share them with friends, and even if you're not Jeff Bezos, drop some change in the hat. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson.